in this episode of Discussing Documentaries. Today we are talking about the Yes Men, the World Trade Organization. It is a Patreon pick from Dale. So huge shout out of love to Dale. This, is this a documentary, Rick? It is, it is. and uh, Of sorts, me, right? It's, it definitely is. It's just very yeah. different to, to what we different in terms of how it's shot. Yeah. Because I think this story, if it was made today, would be a three-part Netflix bonanza. <laughs> Whereas yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly three minutes of a video camera. But what they do is a brilliant story it and very poignant story. as well. Because um, that... i got to be honest, I put off watching this. When you sent me another fucking YouTube clip of what Dale wants us to do... <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it in the title that said the word satire, and I'm like, this isn't going to be it. This is going to be like Matt's weird go testicle one you wanted to do that was a cartoon, not a documentary. Was that a cartoon? Yeah, it was done with animations about the history of goat balls or something like that. That you're like, we should yeah. do this. It looks hilarious. And I was just like, oh, better make a phone call. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the fact that you messaged me three times, I was like, oh, this is going to be an uphill battle. Um, but saying that, I watched it and here we are. So Dow picked this out. Big shout out of love. And all right, let me just give you the info on the doc. First of all, that young man talking there is Rick Walton and I am Matt Wills. There we go. It's all done. Uh, right. The provider is YouTube. You're changing up your intro. You I'm were... based in Essex, man. I've that had was... to up my game. That was that was one of Matt Will's like shrines for the week of what he needs to do. That's on a whiteboard somewhere. Be in the moment. Be now. <laughs> <laughs> Think Dr. Brown. Think Dr. Brown. Um, so, yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll chuck the link in. It's from the year 2003. The money is $394,000. God, I've, Bill Burr when I read, right? I have okay, Bill Burr. $394,154, which is not a bad chunk of change, right? That probably would have made what? That probably would have cost, what do you reckon, 50 grand to make that? Uh, I don't know. I can't even guess it because to me, it does look like, you know, we're doing this thing. Uh, Steve, hold the camera. Yes. I. It does, it's not like boom mic operated from the looks of it it's not like i say i think this has kind of opened my eyes to more amateur documentaries i would say this is an amateur documentary and bear in mind it's from the year 2003 so it's you know 18 years old um the accolades it was the winner of the amsterdam international documentary film festival audience winner and here's the blurb a comedian well, i think when you see the selections on the night it's whoever goes first wins or last it'd be like a comedy competition whoever's on yeah, first yeah. or whoever's because no one's going to remember all of them I, d I don't want to back the trend there but when i won my comedy competition i was bang on in the middle but you know i'm just saying wasn't that a gong show shut up rick um <laughs> <laughs> so the blurb <laughs> it was a good gong show i didn't win everyone else lost <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
The weird thing is, my mate John was on that. Is that night. the one in the Chinese restaurant? Uh, it was in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, in I Leicester. A really funny, really funny moment in that. And I know you probably won't ever hear this, so uh, you can leave it in. But I, I spoke to this guy waiting there because you got to wait downstairs where normal people are eating. You go upstairs right. for the competition. And uh, a guy comes up with a flower pot hat on and you're like, he's not here for fucking prom crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, old school fella. He's like, it is near your age, Matt. And he, um, <laughs> he's he got that Den Perry voice from Phoenix. Now he's like, how you doing? Right, yeah, yeah. And he, and he goes, I'm not happy with the promoter. He referred to me as my real name. I went, oh, right. What's your stage name? He looked at me dead in the eye and went, Willa Nilla. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you know one of those moments when you're like, you're not meant to laugh at that. You're not meant to d- d- put, to put to bed all that training you had as a child to be mean to someone who's put themselves out there. Just <laughs> He's allowed to be what? Willa Nilla. Hold it together, Warren. Hold it together. Don't, don't you ever refer to me as Derek or whatever his name was. <laughs> My name's Willie Nilla. And I'll just never forget that hearing that stage name just cracked me up on the inside more so than anything that happened that night at the whole competition. I love that gig. Um, uh, here's the blurb. Uh, a comedic I pissed do- off the reviewer. That's the, sorry, the, the last part. So I did oh, the, was that uh, the Nottingham guy? Yeah, the, the WordPress guy man. comes up and goes, and he goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a reviewer. I went, oh, who for? Uh, he went, oh, I, I run uh, Nottingham WordPress. So I went, oh, you, you, it's a blog. <laughs> and then yeah. the way I said that, his shoulders slumped and he didn't talk to me for the rest of the time. He just looks right through me. Would you say your career has gone up or downhill or stagnated since that night with him? What, since I didn't get a review from the Nottingham WordPress blog? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm just... I, I would say it's went unpeded. Oh, okay. You think he hasn't he hasn't hurt you in any way. He oh, is God, genuinely no. a lovely man. He he, really he, is. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is to all you guys who find out he's a reviewer and crawl around him. I know. I found out afterwards that he was a reviewer, which helped. Yeah. Uh, especially when I invited him back and bought him a drink. Um, I had a great one once. The guy goes, that was amazing. I do uh, reviews for the Times. I went, oh, you're reviewing this one? He goes, oh, no, it's me night off. I'm like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, mister. Right, here's the blurb. A comedic documentary which follows the Yes Men, who are a small group of prankster activists as they gain worldwide notoriety for impersonating the World Trade Organization on television and at business conferences around the world. Uh, Yeah, this felt... The year 2000 doesn't feel that long ago, right? Like in my head. But it was, you know, it was 20 odd years ago. This was 2003. The, it feels like a different 20 years time. to you are where the least amount of new stuff happens. What are you want about? I've got an iPhone 6. Exactly. I'm rocking it, man. Exactly. But if you look at the 20 years to me, that, I mean, that, that puts me back to like 11. Yeah. So if you think of the changes you go through, school, college, sixth form, uni, realizing yeah. what council taxes and then done from there it, it's a hell of a journey as opposed to oh, i'm kind of settled within my career it's just a different office i'm looking at it's a different yeah. it's a different fad each year but you know what things are pretty stable i'm um, from that from 2003 i've had i'm in my third house i'm on my second relationship within that time frame i'm no longer engaged i'm no longer going to have a wedding uh, what else am I? And I own some cats. 
Not the same ones from back then. But. Sadly, no. Um, but here we are. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, though, right? But it just seems like when you watch th this documentary felt really dated. Like looking at the laptop kit they used, the graphics they used to make videos to get their point yeah. across. Um, it just felt... It, even the gags, you're like, well, that's a cheap, dirty gag, isn't it? Ugh. <laughs> See, for me, I, even how the story started is funny. So they initially did it with uh, George W. Bush's website was George W. Bush. So they registered George Bush as a website. And this is yeah. when he was governor of Texas about a run for president, I guess. And... They kept all of his actual policies, but just changed the pictures. Yeah. So like he was point, he was like it was him giving the finger to people of color, and it was about how he's polluting Texas and looking forward to doing it in the world. There's actual statistics of what he done, and you can see George yeah. Bush has been interviewed about it, and it's got that much notoriety. He's then referring to, of course, there should be limits to freedom. These people are garbage, man. Yeah. But just a little quote like that with. You know, the um, the right-wing wank flannel is the word freedom, <laughs> which we are currently dealing with a lot today. <laughs> the company who initially uh, distributed this was a company called United Artists. Now, that's the reason that's relevant is because United Artists was set up by Charles Chaplin, Mary Pickford, and I think Errol Flynn. And they set it up because they no longer wanted to be owned by the studio which is how right. it used to work back then. So the star, the stars were owned by Warner Brothers and MGM. Or MGM and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were like, no, we're going to set up our own and we own us. And sadly, it, I don't think United Artists made it past one of the recessions. But they lasted, you know, almost 100 years. So um, Probably due to poor production. Probably, <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they put bloody actors in charge. What do actors know? These people pr play pretend for a living. I've got a real thing about actors. I think it's I, I wanted to be an actor and I'm I've mentioned this before and I'm not one. And that's You just, still could be it's, Matt. it's disgusting. Why don't you? Shut up, Rick. Let's refer to my earlier point of you shut it up. I don't because I I look down on it so much. You the World Trade Organization. So people registered the World Trade Organization's address and just yes. give it to them because they're like, look, what can you guys do with this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get up to, I guess, what you could only call shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. And this is a funny part because this, this was your um, criteria for me to give it the time of day as a documentary. So it has one talking head for the first, what, 75% of it. And if you're going to get one talking head... You get him, Michael Moore. <laughs> and how good does he look? I mean, the last 18 years haven't been kind to him or me, but I would what? say I've I said, fared better than him. I said the opposite, to be honest. Not he compared to the last time we've seen him, but on Michael Moore's shows around that time, I went, oh, he really does have a makeup team on those things. <laughs> I, re I thought he looked superb compared to when we saw him. On the last one, he was on looking the last a bit one, old. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, he must be, what is he, my age? He must be a little yeah. bit older than me. So He got sent, um, sorry, so on the Bush one, they got sent like a cease and desist. And then that went viral in the newspapers. Because again, this is before the internet. There's very little talk of the internet throughout. Yeah, because it's so dated. Whereas the yeah. internet was definitely around. 
I remember being on the internet in the mid nineties. And then Michael Moore does his function brilliantly of just like explaining yes. what yeah, the yeah. problem is with the WTO, which is like they kind of impose tariffs on the poorer countries and the rich yeah. get more control. Um, but he said the world organization, the World Trade Organization, was set up to help poor countries. But yeah, it was hijacked by corporations to build them more wealth. And I don't want to hijack this myself with my right-leaning uh, ideals oh, I here. I knew there was going to be a chat here on this one. These Mexican villages don't deserve water. What they they have to pay for that? Well. No, the weird thing is I'm so conflicted over this because a business's job is to make money. And it would seem that the people who end up running in running businesses will tread on anybody. And then we seem to be surprised by that. Yet this has been happening for thousands of years and we're still yeah. shocked that it's still going on. You know, not, the not Romans shocked, did what? I, oh, I my think, good God. They invaded I, Britain I, for I trade. Think, I think the shock comes from there's almost like um, a sense that the World Trade Organization is meant to regulate and stop that relentless yoke over human Sa- life. Says who? Well, I think it's just, I don't know. That's what that's. Yeah, the world them. trade. Yeah, this right? is the same as the ethically sourced. You. Yeah, it's the exa- It's the ethically sourced fish. Yes, in Seaspiracy is yes. exactly what I thought of it. Now, yeah, the WTO came up in my world last year, and it's the first time I'd heard of them. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, it was the first time I'd heard of them, and um, because the WTO had put. Um, Saudi Arabia on a ban for piracy or a watch list for piracy. Uh, here we sports. go. Yep. So the WTO report was a big deal within the Newcastle United takeover. That was one of the things that was to be used as evidence. They have since been removed from it. So thankfully they've paid the right people because <laughs> they're still naked and shit. <laughs> I thought you would have said it was a wrestler called Terry Oliver or something. It was. Yeah. Um, so they so what happens is they get an email inviting them to a conference in Finland to speak on behalf of the World Trade Organization. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then Hank Hardy Unra was born, uh, which is they get this actor in. Now this actor again is fucking fantastic at what he's doing during this. So they create this like fictional character and they go and do like a satirical send up yeah. of what they think the WTO is to try and create awareness. Now, that actor is called Andy Bicklebaum. So he's, just so you know who he is, he's the, and he'll pop up shortly, he's the gold suit guy. That's Andy. And then the other fella, because they're a crew, right? They're like Rick and Matt. Um, the other guy is Mike Bonanno. And I think if I go into witness protection, I'm going to chuck this, I'm going to fuck this up now. I want to, Bonanno would be my name. It did. That's another thing. When I when their names first came up, I'm like Bickle Bomb and Banano. This isn't a documentary, man. What are fucking about? <laughs> hang on, hang on. You can't blame it. Dale picked it. Dale is a Patreon, right? He's uh he's a That's, bloody good Patreon as well. If listen, not, Dale, he's an outlier. There. He's one of the first Patreons. He's Dale, up there Dale. with uh, with the old NG, Stolly and Lime, the couple of new See, guys who have just jumped in. Whose names Listen, will get a proper shout out Dale, of love later down the line. 
Dale recommended, or I believe Dale's present was us doing the skateboard one, which I said he can recommend more. Yep. And I got to be honest, after watching this one, which is if there's a link on our Facebook page to it, I still say he can recommend more. I'm not raising the t- I'm not raising the tariffs on our um, oh, Patreon feed for recommendations because <laughs> this is a good documentary and it's free. It is a good documentary. It is free, yeah, and it 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 did genuinely. Although it did genuinely make me think, are you all dumb to not think that this is going on? I genuinely well, yeah. thought that as I was watching it. I'm like, but we all know the world well, is incredibly corrupt. Well, it's not, they're not like, oh my God, they're doing this. They're like, hey, more people need to know they're doing this. Okay. Yeah. Like there needs to be more awareness spread of this. People need to be able to have oversight of this that is crippling economies. There's some statistics later that we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Matt will brush under the carpet. But um, what I liked so they... about Andy Bicklebaum is he works, he works at a firm which created the program SimCity, the game. I loved SimCity, the game. Oh, loved really? It. Okay. Yeah. Um, never played it. But he put in a bit of the game where all the male characters suddenly are only wearing swimming trunks and then they start to snog one another. And then this made it to the news as if e- SimCity was... kicked off for homophobia. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what? Hang on a sec. But that, was, that wasn't SimCity. That was Sim Helicopter. So you'd go, all right, okay, get the lift, the drag, the rotation correctly. Okay, now bring it around. What men kissing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible <laughs> graphics. Like, it is, it is a stretch to realize what the gender is of the people that are kissing because the graphics were that poor back then. But why is that have, so upsetting? Because it, cause it was a live, different time and we've evolved it, so much. There's still people complaining about the evolution of that. Do you know what I mean? That there is still people who will never watch Doctor Who now because they've had a female Doctor Who. There is people that, you know, turn off Emmerdale yep. after two blokes kiss and that's that tarnished. I watched that show for 35 years. Never again. Not if a day in that in a wolf pack. Yeah. So uh... it's just people where it's just in drilled into them where they won't. So I think this is brilliant. And then what they also do is they do the Barbie liberation organization where they buy a whole uh, bunch it... of Barbies, a whole bunch of GI Joes, and they switch the voices around to the others. So you have a camp GI Joe saying, let's have a friend party and you have a Barbie going, let's go to war. And I find that fucking hilarious. And that went viral over the Christmas cycle as well. I, Matt does not look happy about I, this. No, because do you know what they did? They ruined Christmas for some kids. So this kid who wanted a G.I. Joe, who's, you know, the, he's going to, yeah, let's let's go to war. His G.I. Joe is saying, oh, let's wear some nice dresses. Hang on. That kid's Christmas is ruined. That's yeah, fine. Not for the kid it isn't. They and, would have got a refund, got a different one. No one's but, Christmas was ruined, but, Matt. But that Christmas day is... Listen, it's going to be like the Christmas day, right, where my dad bought me a silk kimono and I went upstairs and... Sw- Jesus. <laughs> if he tells you then invited some mates round. <laughs> so I went upstairs, smoked a joint, and it was, uh, it was resin, and Hot Rocks fell out of it yeah, and yeah, melted I, I the kimono. I ruined Christmas. And then I, I think I then drank four bottles of baby sham and puked up. This, that's the same as this G.I. Joe thing. The thing is, I did that. I didn't see. You know, and I only ruined two people's like Christmases. The message, the message of toxic masculinity within those toys, you ruining your silk kimono probably saved at least three early relationships of yours. <laughs> <laughs> 
mankind a favour. Is that what you were saying? You're you're there for your nineties nunchucks going. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was, when my dad asked me, like, where's that kimono? It's upstairs. I don't want to wear it yet. I was so goofed. Um, Listen, I've got to be honest. If it gets to the point that they see you in the kimono, it's not going to be the hot rocks that's the deal breaker, Matt. That's the thing. The thing is, right, it's, I was really, I'm really against these two guys, and I'm against this documentary as much as I enjoyed wow. it. Hey, I, this is I say this I, to you all the time. I never, I can never guess what your opinion is going okay. to be. I can I, never guess it. Go on. But it, here's the strange thing. I'm really against these two blokes, right? But part of me is with them. Because back in 2000, and I think it was about 2003, funny enough, I was doing silly little stunts. Like I was, I changed out the signs once in a lift saying in the event of emergency, don't think about that uh, that bit in The Omen or the opening scenes of the film Speed. <laughs> and I changed that in all the corporate lifts. Because I thought, oh, that's hilarious. Because I was working nights and no one knew. So I'd go around and I'd change signs and I'd, you know, just silly stuff like that. God, if you knew, Matt, if you're a Patreon listener, you're going to get to see a live feed to some of these. And uh, you, you can just imagine such a little terror scamp with his, gi- <laughs> with his ginger afro running around there, just giggling away I like Dennis the Menace. massive hair, huge hair. My hair was <laughs> massive. Um. See, because I'm from yeah. the different... I actually really like these guys. That Where the issue came in is the charisma is entirely in the stunt. Yes, it's not in them, right? Because they're it's activists. Not, they're, 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 they're really activists. serious. They're very clever. It's like watching a yeah. writer's room for comedy as opposed to seeing a fucking sitcom. Um, oh, good analogy. Exactly that. They are yeah, yeah. very, very much... Um, just deathly serious. You can tell they don't really want it because when they talk on camera, they talk directly about what they're doing and then it's yeah. done. Do you know what I mean? There is no, it's not like the modern day where there'll be some like modern day, the people who do this is fucking Borat, it's Ali G, it's yeah. these yeah, yeah. larger than life characters. And I, I think this is almost, I mean, I think you're probably going back around the same time for when this stuff started. Yes, for it Borat, was. Ali G, yeah, yeah. These guys are so much more covert. And to the point where even the people within the stunts struggled struggle to realize that they're a part of a stunt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no mistake after they? you spoke to Ali G. Did they ever tell you what Ali G used to do to get the quotes from people? No. All right. So this is an interesting thing I heard. Um, basically, Ali G would turn up, the whole get up, the sunglasses, full makeup and everything, right? And then you would sit down and you would talk seriously about the politics and about everything they do for about an hour. And, he, and it was almost like, look, this is about getting the youth involved in politics and to know the serious subjects. And then for like three minutes of that, you would switch up and go, so how much do you think fucking skunk costs where you're from? And they're like, what? And then they'll be like, what was that two minutes about? And then it'll be chopped down to those two minutes. Uh... Does that make sense? Yes, because if someone if he came at them straight like that, you'd walk out. You'd be like, "Fuck this guy! I'm not, yeah, yeah. not being set so, up." Like so that. he but, hits yeah. them as is, as himself, right? As Sasha Baron Cohen, almost as a very intelligent man, which is what yeah. these guys are, yeah. And then he switches down to the bloke from was it Hounslow, Ali G? Uh, it, within the the law character of it was Ali the, G, it is, is the it Hounslow like massive Bracknell Berkshire. Berkshire massive. I don't know. Um, guess what I'm going to say now. 
What's that? Never seen it. Never seen it. Never mind. You're too busy changing out signs. Oh, um, so <laughs> bring it down the corporates one lift at a time. Go me. I was so I pleased when go, I did if that. If you little... got a flux capacitor or a thing from Terminator, you'd go back in the future. What would you change? Someone probably got bad health and safety advice from that sign, and that's going to affect the company's bottom line. <laughs> so this um, is what they're doing. So, right, you've seen them, and they're doing things like they get emails all the time from people who just see the website to the yes. WTO. Yeah. And they will then answer as if they are the WTO as best yes. of what they think the WTO would say. Yeah. They get this invite, so they're right, right, we're going to have to give a lecture in Finland on the future of textiles. So he goes to a maid from uni's house, which again, I think I've just got so fucking paranoid because I know what people are like where I now live. Um, He goes and he checks their mailbox for the right person. He reaches into their mailbox and pulls out and goes, yeah, it's it's Patrick's house. And I just thought if a neighbor saw someone putting their hand in a mailbox, if they had mailboxes here. Yeah, how quickly the window would be banged on and there'll be a fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. Oi, you! Leave it! Who are you? And you're running down the street, he set his dogs on you. To this day, I, I never look in a window. I do not look in windows. I remember I was walking down the shops once and the guy banged at the window as I looked over and he went, what the fuck are you looking at? Never... <laughs> 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 You are uh, so damaged that. by your area. The weird thing is, I've been to your area. It's lovely. Although I, yeah, you've been to my you've been to my house. <laughs> but I, did I tell you I went to the? Um, I drove out, didn't I? Because you didn't have some, you didn't have any coffee for some weird reason that we're not going to get into. I don't know if I've said this on here before. And I went to the shop. I walked around the shop for about two minutes, the little local Nisa shop. And eventually, a woman came up to me. And she went. Do you want some help, love? And I went, oh, yeah, I'm looking for coffee. Yeah, it's behind the counter. Keeps getting stolen. What? (laughs) It was £1.99. People are nicking coffee. Yeah. um, Where where do you live? I've lived in, like, the four corners of this country now, like, sporadically or long term. And I went to the shop about three weeks back. And I saw some kids fucking around with a cigarette lighter. And I'm like, don't look at them. Don't even acknowledge they're there. Do you know what's about to happen? <laughs> so all I hear is, oh. I'm like, okay, you didn't hear that. You got headphones in. You could be listening to music. And I put my mask on. And I'm still walking with, oh. And I didn't answer. And I just got about a foot away from the shop. And he went, you're a fucking duff cunt. You like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy our last chocolates. I got like some fucking Cadbury's caramels or something. I'm like, can you put that in a bag, please? I think I'm going to get heckled on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back home, Richard. Right, people come round and bark at me dog. This is this is no bullshit. The other day, there's now there's people come round and bark at my dog to set your dog off because it's a reactive dog. Yeah, the little fuckers. And then then when that didn't get a reaction, they uh, they banged on the door. To set the dog barking. How yeah. do you stop that? There's only one way to stop that, in my opinion. Well, what's your solution? Because I've got two. I would run them over. Run them over. See, my my, my first wish was. I mean, it's a bit it's a bit brutal. One of, one of my solutions. I've, I probably wouldn't hit him with a car. I'd. One of my solutions was uh, similar. 
because you've seen you'd have to go through you'd have to do the driving lessons again you'd have to reapply for your test i'll tell you the idea i'll happily i don't think these kids are going to be listening to the podcast um so do you know my kitchen where you got the window which is next to the front door so you can see who's coming and who's going yeah right and um the guy that you helped uh helped move in the house with me I'm going to invite round for a bacon sarnia you're 25 past three when school's kicking out. <laughs> oh, that's a much better idea than here with a car. Just going to sit them there and just let nature take its course. <laughs> you know what you said the other day? He's just going to run them into the ground until they can't run anymore. Just yeah. five strides behind them until they just stop and cry. Banging on the door. Fucking hell. It's the fact that they've worked it out and that's because that's going to be sport for the next few months. And what they want from you is a reaction. I'm aware of them wanting the reaction. I was yeah. not I was not too dissimilar at that age. Exactly. Now I've never barked at a dog, but I also know if you run after them, this is happening every time and good yes. luck come fucking Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't go out. Oh that's anyway, how do we get on to fucking Listen, that? it's funny. Uh, but anyway, so th- they're off to um they're gonna hit, yeah. They're gonna head to Finland, but but, they, they, if, but for this the guy stunt. yeah for the guy. So they go around his and they look in his. That's right. They look in his um, they look in his letterbox to check that's him. And he is a costume designer, and he designs them a costume to take to this thing in Finland. And then here's how you know it's dated. He turns up a few months later to deliver the costumes to them, and he is carrying two suitcases they're not on wheels in any way he is carrying them and there's no wheels on the suitcases and that was only 17 18 years ago when did wheels first come along on suitcases how how is that a recent thing (laughs) i would like to study you watching something at some point i really would did you not I, see him carry watched, the suitcase? You're like, I, I, where's the, I, oh God, I didn't no register wheel. it. I just remember him looking knackered coming up the stairs. That, that, yeah, because there's that no bloody around. wheels on the suitcase. That's why he looks so knackered. Uh, but here's, so at this point, I'm like, right, these guys, as, as much as what they're doing, they're not that interesting. And, it's, and then you see the costume. So the costume's fucking hilarious, really. So it's a few, it's like an all gold swimsuit. Yeah. And. It's then got this massive inflatable dick that has a screen on it. And yeah. the idea is you can then electrocute remote workers abroad in sweatshops and yeah. have be in leisure at the same time. Yeah, you can monitor what they're doing. It's effectively, it's a dick joke. Yeah. yeah. With props. But you're doing that during a serious speech for the World World Trade Organization. That's the context is where the humor comes in. I'm not like, that's hilarious, it's a massive dick. It's the fact he gets to stand there and be serious while he is describing what sweatshop labor is like. And he's very seriously doing a speech saying, well, this is how we can the remote work of the future. And And effectively, he he was true. The weird thing is that that suit... Because weirdly enough, that has become reality. But instead of a huge phallus reaching out so that the screen's in front of you, it's just our arm. Our arm is there looking at a screen all the time. And they show you the speeches they give, which is fucking brilliant, because they do them so monotone and so as if it was normal. 
they start talking about like we have a problem in Europe. We need to get rid of the siestas because they're sleeping, <laughs> and they got like they got pictures of like Italians just asleep. And I remember Matt complaining that in Italy you could get nothing done between certain hours of the day. Um, you then had um, you could sell your vote to the highest bidder. Yeah, in a way, and they just have these kind of corporate terms that just make it seem like he's legit, but he's also got this ridiculous gold suit on when they get there. It was brilliant. Um, the the weird thing is, just before that, right? So they they basically they're invited to speak on CNBC Market Wrap, and they say some genuinely outrageous things with anti-globalization activists for instance they say you know your problem is you're focused too much on facts and figures we need to get your children to think our way like we do in the private sector rather than your way which is all about humanity we don't want any of that if we re-educate and you remember what i said the other week about the plus sides of fucking climate change (laughs) it's not too fucking far off is it? it no it's exactly it yeah yeah I don't, it's quite a depressing documentary in that respect because you, I mean, we all know the World Tra- Trade, well, I, I know the World Trade Organization is a, it, it's there to make money. That's its job. It, and the, you know that that's true because it's the middle word, trade. No, but I thought it was a regulatory, regulatory body is what I thought. I didn't think it was a company with a bottom line. I thought all the companies have to adhere to these bylaws and if you break them you then deal with the world trade organization now i'd never looked into it before but that is my assumption now i think it's for people that have that assumption is why these people are doing these documentaries everything is a company with a bottom line and listen our podcast it ain't no different right and nor is the right the nhs is 73 years old today that is a company with a bottom line it's, they get money in and they, they they can only put a certain amount of money out there. And it's horrid, right, to realise that. But we're in a capitalist society and we've been like that for thousands of years. There's nothing new here. It's almost like people are waking up to it and you're like, where the fuck have you been? This is like an age of information, though, Matt. This is the thing. You, you can be educated. This is how it's run. This is why these people are fucked. This is the people that are fucking them. And you can't just go, well, people have been killing people for years. Don't worry about it. Like it, it now is a, a time where you can be socially conscious. Well, it's a you, minefield. Yes, you can be socially conscious. That doesn't stop them poor people getting fucked over. I am aware of the poor Mexicans who the American corporations are ripping off. Poor them. Anyway, can I have some more products from China, please, on uh, Amazon? The awareness doesn't, you have to do massive action to fix it. And no one is prepared to do the difficult things of the massive action. For instance, even these two guys, right? They need to go and buy a suit that covers up the gold costume. He's like, well, I don't want one that's got too much polyester in. Are you fucking kidding me, mate? (laughs) The polyester and the other, they're all made by children. Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you be thinking about what you're buying here? Well, this made me laugh because I know if you're in this situation, you would have went fucking mental about it. So they go from France to Finland. They want to get there at eight o'clock. And uh, I, I pressed stop at this is, stage. I pressed yeah, stop I and I left it. The, I walked away. I was so angry. How fucking dare they do this? Sorry, I'm interrupting your... Look, look, you you uh, tell uh, the audience 
why I'm so pissed off, now, Rick. Now, okay, now I would like you as an audience to register the level of annoyance Matt has to the Mexican villages that have been imposed <laughs> with the tariffs compared to what I'm about to tell you because this is the baffling tightrope I walk on a daily basis. <laughs> I can see why I'm difficult to work with. Now you this lay is, it out like this, it makes this complete is, sense. This is why when I'm told I can be part of one crew on a stand-up team or another and someone says, I want Matt Wills as my first pick, I said, fucking have him. <laughs> and I love Matt. I can talk to him all day long. But Okay, so they go from France to the conference in Finland. They want to be there for eight, half eight to prep, get the suit on. Cause what's going to happen. He's going to do it. And then he's going to rip the suit, have a tear away suit. And he's going to be wearing this futuristic body thing with a giant dick and a TV on it. And then he's going to seriously explain how you can electrocute child labors and it's best, yep. best for business. And this is in the name of the world trade organization. Yeah. And they these two there. guys are Americans. I'd like to point out the yes men are Americans. Yeah. Uh, so they get there in France, they travel to Finland, and they're like, right, we're a little bit behind time. It's just gone 20 past eight. I would have rather been there for eight. They get to the front desk, and they went, you start in a few minutes. I went, why is that clock say half nine? Because they didn't account for an hour out in the time zone. So now, they have to... Re- okay, Matt, you have your... <laughs> Here's my problem with this. Firstly, that's unprofessional. Secondly, they said... The quote they actually said was, what, they have different time zones in Europe. What, yeah, the same as in America, you fucking arsehole. You've got different time zones there. Why wouldn't they have in America? Do you know how the planet works? You're talking about the World Trade Organization. You've got no concept of time zones, yet you're trying to bring down corruption within the World Trade Organization. I'm calling bullshit on you, sir. You are you are ineffective for the role that you've set out to do. It was disgraceful. Here's the thing. People have been getting time zone changes wrong for years. (laughs) It's nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, my funny friend. Uh, Touche. And here's the other thing, right? He turns up for his talk. And he's not even in costume. Well, no, because they thought they had more time. That's the problem. So they run to the toilets, and there's three of them. Like you said, there's the third guy who's got the camera, and then there's these two. They run in the toilet, and you literally have his dick and balls hanging out trying to get them into the school <laughs> costume at the time. And that's where you know there's not a camera, proper camera guy blocking out the <laughs> yes. shot. Um, they go in, and they're like, oh, do you mind if we um, if they bring so- have the coffee now and we'll go on? And, and they do the talking about the times and all these professional people are sat there if they're note-taken. And uh, when he does start, he opened with the time zone thing and I went, that's what I would have done. I would have tried to make a joke off, off the top yeah, and they yeah. give him nothing back. They give him no, no. laughter or energy Tough back. crowd, man. Tough crowd. There, you can hear pens clicking during that bit and I know that feeling. Um, and then he goes into this speech. Great speech. The speech Great itself, presentation. The graphics. Again, So the people that go to this are sent from their companies to take notes for their company. So they're paid to be there. They don't really want to be there. They just have to report back what happens. You know what I mean? There's there's not any eureka moment about to happen with these Mm. people. Yeah, yeah. But um, he starts off with um, how the Civil War in America was the least profitable war (laughs) they've ever had. And and you're just like, oh, my God. And then he's just like... um, 
people previously employed in their home countries are now given valuable skills and this all this kind of like it is like very smartly written racist rhetoric it is so yes. like the satirical side of it is fucking excellent and yes. what he's getting across and what these people can nod along to and not have a problem with well cuz they don't is, register it yeah cuz they are probably just aren't even yeah right but it's and a jolly then, they were probably out dancing to Denise from another company you know, the the night before till four a.m. because they're on a company credit card getting pissed up. Exactly. So, so like, yeah, okay, I've got it, to sit through this shit, have I? And effectively, what they're saying is um, the fact that slavery eventually would lead to very happy workforce, and the fact that they wouldn't want to leave if you just enslave them in their own country because they'd have nowhere to go. He goes, that's where we went wrong with slavery. And you're like... Wait, what he said, so... no, he says what they... Because, like, again, this is a satirical speech. I can't say yes, that it enough. Is We're satirical. Not going, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, this is so smart if they didn't know. No, it is fucking massively wrong. But what I, the, the context of... you got to watch the documentary to see just the context yes. of what he's doing. And I'd like to point out, I don't support what they're saying. I know Cause, I know, I lean a little to the right, but I don't, I'm not in on what they're saying. So but from a joke point is, of view, I am. He then quotes Einstein of allowing a thought expand or whatever. A thought experiment. Yeah, let's just do an thought Albert experiment. Einstein thought experiment, shall we? And I think the Einstein quote ends at the word thought experiment. Because what he says is, eventually, it would be too expensive to have slaves. Because if you and if you look at the cost of clothes, living, yeah. housing, food, yeah, yeah. it will be too expensive. But if we leave them in, and he picks out an African village and things, and then says, "If but if we left them there, the cost of which, and then because where, where the satirical comes in that is that's what we've actually done. That's what we did. That is yeah, where yeah, the yeah. child because it goes in in America. We can't we can't um, make use of the youth market due to um, laws. What's it? Bu- bu- no, like bullish child. Like restrictive, yes. <laughs> basically to imply these Life laws are bullshit. We can't, yes. yeah. Like, but there is an adjective he uses, which is very funny with it. Um, the fact you can do that in a straight face is fucking hilarious. Um, and then he gets a round of applause for the ripping the suit off. He gets an applause break for he rips the suit off to display the gold suit underneath, and everybody suddenly out of their hangover state watching went. Hang on, everyone. Some shit's going down here. Pay At attention, this moment, Denise. I'm like, amazing. I take back everything I was about to say about Dale because this has now became a very fucking funny documentary to me that uh, what they're doing. Not the most charismatic guys. And you see this like giant phallic come up and he's got a screen on. Yep. He's explaining how you can get like electric impulses into your ass to show that children aren't working hard enough. So you can press a button that can then electrocute them yeah. while you're working out in America. Because one of the main problems is lazy workers and the bosses work so hard they don't get to work out. Yes. And that's again foreshadowing what they see the World Trade Organization's ethics to be. Yeah. But the, Fucking... the thing that got got me here... This is where I really started disliking these two blokes, right? And I know their intentions are good, but you don't know the beliefs of the people who are sitting there, right? And so effectively, they're just wasting their time. And what they they're in, and and it changes around in a second, but effectively, they're wasting the time of these hundred odd people. But then they turn it around, don't they? So they get into the press with that stunt. 
because everyone thinks it's genuine. Yeah. And it starts gaining traction. Yeah. So Time magazine and things and like that. And they're starting yeah. to get recognized for what they're saying. And he went, and the weird thing is, no one is batting an eyelid that we're talking about treating human beings like this. Yeah. Because, and that's is, the state is, of the world that we're in. And that's the scary moment. They're just clicking yeah. the pens going, all right, yeah, I probably wouldn't wear that, but I can see it. Yeah. And then um, it's funny, whenever they say the word anti-globalization, since I'm not particularly genned up on this stuff, the only time I ever hear the word globalization is of Alex Jones. And right, okay. there is, and he's like, the globalists are coming for you. The globalists are making this happen. And it's a globalist one world agenda that's going to make take away your freedoms and you need to buy this cyanide toothpaste I've made. Um, <laughs> Me and you go on very, very different websites. Well, I went into the whole conspiracy thing when I was first unemployed, like what most people do. And unfortunately, I have friends that are a lot smarter than me that point stuff out. Right. That is why I'm lucky. I'm like a baby falling from a tree and I just happen to hit the right branches and I haven't hit the ground yet. Yeah, okay. That is basically where I am in my world opinion. I've been very fortunate in the people around me. And then, unfortunately, the people who haven't left Chester Street aren't because there's a lot of times I'm having to get in discussions not too dissimilar to ours, but on far worse subjects. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing about anti-globalists, it really cracks me up. Now, globalization, again, has been around for tens of thousands of years. Where do you think we got salts from? Where do you think we got pepper from? Spices. We've been globalizing shit for fucking thousands of years. That's how we evolved as a as a species, the fact that we traveled overseas to to experience other cultures. So, okay, sometimes it didn't go well and we we enslaved those cultures. I'm not and I'm not promoting that, but what I'm saying is you know, pepper really helps with your cooking. So go globalization. I I know, I know. But again, we live in an age of information, Matt, which <laughs> if you discovered that pepper was actually, you know, boiled cats from fucking Candonesia or fucking wherever you want, then you'd be like, you know what? I don't really want pepper anymore. Glad I knew that. I found out the other week, right, that I think it must have been on a document. We must have spoke about this. Um the 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 world shouldn't use insecticides right so you kind of think if you buy fruit from a supermarket it hasn't used insecticides but that's only if you buy fruit that comes from the united kingdom you buy fruit that comes from peru they haven't got the same legislation that we have in the uk so i'm busy i'm chomping down blueberries like by the by the literally oh, the bucket load i've I'm, seen matt eat blueberries out of <laughs> see-through plastic bag like <laughs> Like someone I, spoiled a homeless person many a time. You tell me those blueberries are bad for you after all that misery that I've seen you put yourself through. But yeah, and you're like, ah, shit. So um, I, I think I've just lost my, my... My point is, right, globalization is here. It's, it, it'd be like trying to put the internet back in the bottle. It's out. I, I, and it's know, been out know, for a long I enough. Think, I think, all right, if I'm trying to weevil through my degree of getting to know Matt Wills... Right, which again, <laughs> you never know what the next module is going to be. That's the joy of the course. Right. I think your mind, you're a completionist. You hate a task that remains unfinished. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea that this task is so monumental, right, 
that these people will never make a dent. It has to be a snowball that rolls down a hill that rolls down a hill and moves I, on. I've never loved you more. This, Carry on. This will never be a Rubik's Cube that gets completed and you're like, I don't like this existing. <laughs> <laughs> so why bother starting? If you cannot exactly. finish the game, we might as well let the Mexicans die. Is the, There is part of my brain and I don't like the fact that I think that way. Yeah, me neither. I mean, less editing. Um. <laughs> this episode's going to come out. Hey, how are you? I'm Matt. That's Rick. Anyway, thanks for joining us on Right versus Left. Come back next week thanks for, for more us. shit. One where Matt spoke from the heart. <laughs> um. But I, I think it is something wired like that because you're not a bad person. You're not. No, uh, I, you're I, not a greedy person. You're a very helpful person. You're a very thanks, charitable mate. person. But there is something where if I had to deal with it, you have to deal with it. And this needs to be done when you said it was going to be done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have to edit this, Rick. No, you don't have like, to edit this it, is... you can, you can, You can be a bit late posting that. Exactly. That last up. week. No, last Rick, week we did the... Idiot. The episode before the Germany game, and I was like, Matt, don't worry about it. It doesn't have to be posted at 7 a.m. If you're one of those listeners that is like, we'll lose our fan base if we're not done by 7 <laughs> yeah, You could do it in the afternoon and post it out that day, as long as it kind of comes out that day. If it doesn't, if it comes out the next day, we'll say, sorry, we're all late, you know, boom. But no, Matt stayed up till 3 in the morning, which I don't think he's quite right in a sleeping pattern since doing that <laughs> to get it done. And the time and effort he spent to edit it to make it sound like I didn't say England would win 2-0 is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I always believed it was coming home. <laughs> it is coming home. Yeah, so, there's a lot of things fell in our favour. I actually believe it's coming home. Even Italy had their best player tore their cruciate ligaments the other day. <laughs> oh, have you changed your view? Do you think... So, cause the other, so last week you were slagging down... Southgate South in the Gate. selection, yeah, yeah. and I thought Germany could win. Um, yeah, how do you feel our, now? Now we're past Germany. I, I don't think Denmark could... I, I don't think Denmark's a walkover for them, because I think if we nope. go a goal down, we've got some serious problems. But the teams that are left in the tournament, we never have a better chance. I think our biggest battle is going to be the game on Wednesday against Denmark rather than the final. And the reason I'm saying that is because Denmark, me and my sister had a big chat about this on Saturday night. Denmark are playing with emotion and love for a man who almost died. And with mm. that wind behind their sails, it is really driving them on. Whereas the all thing. we've got is we want to win and we've got the talent to win. Effectively, I think what we need is someone like Declan Rice to take one for the team or maybe one of the lesser players who doesn't play for West Ham United, take one for the team. Well, Declan Rice come maybe... the summer transfer window open. And then... <laughs> well, no, we, we need one of them to do a night on the Charlie, fuck their heart up, so we get that same, we've got to play for Billy because Billy had a heart attack. We need that. So I need I one of think, the team. I don't think our players have that much soul. I think, I think if one of our players goes down, the guy on the bench just starts warming up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bring in number 12 please bring yeah. in number 12 <laughs> bring in 80, 80 million pound midfielder number 4 please thank you very much um, like, um, but no a, I've, it, it's listen I've, I think and I, I said this the other day and I say this every tournament we are going to win the tournament 
I think I think there's a very good chance of that now. Yeah. But I also think Den Denmark are good defensively. And yes. they can sneak a goal. Yes. And it'll I... be embarrassing because it'll be an ex Middlesbrough player that scores past this multi million pound team. Yeah. Um Andreas Christensen might be the player of the tournament there, centre back. Casper Schmeichel's world class, he's like his dad. Yes. But we should win. I, I think Kane might get the golden boot because if we score early against them, they're a defensive team. And I think Kane, yeah. if he needs three goals to match the top goal scorer, and I think he can do it within a couple. And I'm, if anyway. I'm not mistaken, the British government have almost naturalised Hoon Song Ming. So he's going to be on the team shortly because I'm sure we would have left a gap for him. Uh, so is is my prediction, my, my, my out of left field, I think we win on Wednesday. Yeah. By fr- the finals on Sunday. Yeah. By Friday, everyone has COVID. <gasps> what, and we this win by an, default? The, the, nah, in the England team, we get fucked over. Um, this is... Uh, this is something that has never happened before. We'd, no one's ever done this during a fucking pandemic. They're not socially distancing on on the touchlines, the sidelines. No, I don't no. see them walking around with gloves, masks on, any of that shit. And they're traveling from country to country. I yeah. think an outbreak is due in one of those teams. Now, the way of our looks going, it might be the Italians. That's weird, isn't it? We wish the horrible disease on the non-English people because we want a trophy. Because it would That's really help the national psyche. Yeah, yeah. I had my mum round for the match because I'm starting to have the thing like, oh, do you want to come round ours now? I was like, I'm doing this. You can join me if you like. Is a nice little oh, nice. olive branch boundary, right? So she came around and bless her, she got it. She practically had a St. George's flag on her face. And oh, was she seen... painted up? Oh, lovely. No, she didn't, but, but she as, came as with that kind of energy. Of. Good for her. She came with that kind of energy. She had a she had a T-shirt on that was a football, and when you rubbed it, it said goal. So every time there was a goal, she rubbed it. Um, Hang on. Every time a team scored, your mum rubbed her boobs. That's all I'm hearing Yeah, here. she did turn around, so her tits were hurt, and I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this rhetoric. <laughs> this so... She came out with that, and every time there's a foul or a throw, she's like, oh, come on, referee. And it's like, even if it was a foul or a throw in. And you've seen me watch football. I'm dull. I'm like, oh, I yes. signed him on Football Manager at the age of 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're Stato, if you remember Stato. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's just, I, and I says to Katie, yeah, like, uh, I'm really sorry. I think I've become really dull. <laughs> 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 I think that's me now. I'm like, oh, you know, the way they defend, 70% possession, I think we could win. And they were like, Vindaloo. It's <laughs> 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 your mum rubbing her boobs. Come on, lads. I'm like, if you put a flag out my window, I am fucking chucking you out with it, all right? I have not, <laughs> I'm not being one of those. That might stop but, the schoolboys uh, knocking on your door. Right, back to the documentary, though. So um, they get invited, so the, they get invited to a conference in Australia and they go and meet a statistician for, what's the charity? Well, actually, it's the guy they first spoofed on, on the, on the market thing called yeah, yeah Barry Coates on from the World Development Movement. And he doesn't recognise them, even though they're playing a video of him arguing about, you know, well, your kids just need to think like us rather than like you. Yeah, and he's like, he's the one oh, who did that you spoofed spoof. me. But ah. again, the reveals of these things, it looks so low budget and so yeah. there's no pizzazz to it so they go in there talking to him and you can see them talking outside beforehand they're hoping for a big reveal moment and the guy who was on the show with him is literally putting his face by the screen hoping he recognizes him and he doesn't 
Yeah. They have to lead them down the path. And I go, we're just going to pause it for a second. Oh, there's no pause function on your VHS player. Okay, um, I'm going to play it again. Do you recognize no. anyone? And then he finally gets it, and he takes it well, and it's a nice little moment. But that modern day would have been set up and produced better for the reveal. Yes, but the thing is about that Barry Coates. Barry Coates is Australian, the guy they first spoofed. And effectively, he's been in England too long because he said... I did notice the similarities, but I didn't want to say anything out of politeness. That is such an English mentality, isn't it? He's shitting on my head right now. I'm not going to say anything because it might seem rude to the shitter. It's it, the politeness that we have in this country just beggars belief. And that Australian Barry had, had picked too much of it up. But they go I'm to not him to ask for that politeness while people are barking at me, dog Matt. Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> but they might be doing it politely. There's two um, very different Englands. So uh, they go to him for stats on the yeah. WTO and they want to be gend up. Again, they're very thorough in the message yes. they're getting across and what they're putting up. And, and, and they, the reason they can travel about, right, and this was fascinating, is they get a chunk of money from Herb Alpert. Now, do you yeah. know who now, Herb Alpert? He's a trumpeter. And I'm like, how the hell did they get money from Herb Alpert? I'm fairly sure he did uh, Rocket. Um, he is the fourth richest person in the music industry. He's a trumpeter right. because he set up A&M Records. Did he fuck over the sugar man? Uh, yeah, he was probably somehow involved in that. Yeah. But it, Herb Alpert is a musician as well as a businessman. So and he supports these crazy guys to carry on doing what they're doing. And here's the interesting thing. The three people who are richer than Herb Alpert are Jay-Z, Paul McCartney and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Wow. England. England. Go England, man. Go England. This is why it's coming home, Rick. This is what we do well. Football, music and comedy. Well, second to the Americans on comedy. All right, football and music. Okay, music. Here's what we do well. Music and villains in films. I don't there know. Oasis was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but Andrew the Lloyd Beatles Webber. was even longer ago. Andrew Lloyd and Paul McCartney is still number two. The only person who's beaten him is Jay-Z. I don't class Andrew Lloyd Webber as music. I think he's in the theatre, and that is a closed racket shop that he happens to be at the top of. But, no, hang on. Andrew Lloyd Webber's a musician. He's a composer. I thought he just directed players. No, he wrote the... Him and Tim Tim Rice does the lyrics. He does the music. Well, here's the good oh. thing about Andrew Lloyd Webber. He is currently suing the British government because they've allowed people back to football matches, but they won't allow people back into the theatre. Oh. And he's like, well, you can't he do that. realises the class of people that go to football matches, they're willing to let die with COVID, whereas his crowd... <laughs> It would be a needle mover in their donations. Where we well done, yeah, yeah. Um, back to the documentary. Uh, oh, just to, just to close off the Herb Alpert thing. So Herb Alpert supports the Yes Men by giving them money. And Mr. Alpert, if you if you are listening, um, but me, me and Rick would we'd like a little bit of support if you want to sign up to the Patreon, Herb. Um, you know. Knock yourself out. I want to know what you did to fucking sugar man, Herb. I don't give a fuck about the money. I know you got blood on your hands somewhere. 
Hang on, Sugar Man didn't... No, he didn't get that screwed over. That wasn't... Yeah, he did. He just didn't get the promo behind him. That was all. No, Like no, you said, because his name was Rodriguez. So many, he sold so many records in South Africa. That's a living. That's no, they not. played it on the... There was one record that every person in South Africa... He sold one record. Everyone it just got shared around. Record. Everyone owned it. No, you couldn't buy it. That was the problem there. They shared around the, no, they, the one they, record. They bought them. The guy in the record store in the dock. Do we need to watch Sugar Man again? We probably do. I, I thought because the How South African angry government did the dude from that thing get? All right. Oh, I, okay, well, we've got to stick to this documentary, but Sugar he got screwed man. over. <laughs> right, back and to this. We've th- probably got at least 800 Patreon fans in Peru right now, and they're like, I hope these guys are just getting the money and it's not coming through. Yeah, we're not stopping a revolution yet. That's it. That's can't, what we're can't, not doing. Can't wait for that private jet to come out and me and you go on that little tour. <laughs> The form their pens. And then it gets diverted to Saudi Arabia because something happened with the fuel line. Um, so their presentation in Australia is about a thing called Reburger. And the minute they said it, my brain went, oh, well, if I was going to do that, I'd sell it like this. That's exactly what they did. It's hilarious. So... um there's a whole thing. So the Australian conference wasn't attended enough. It was going to be cancelled. They were having a run through of it yeah. at a New York university. So they're in front of students this time. Yeah. And the students get their back up. They are saying what they hoped people would say. Yes. And they are keeping it cool. So the reburger is basically about how people in the third world, what McDonald's can do is recycle their waste and the same, and the person can eat the same burger 10 times. Now, when they say waste, what they mean here is you take your, you eat your burger, you poo it out. And because the body's not that efficient, you lose about 80% of the good stuff in the burger in the poo. So what they do is they recycle the poo and just return the poo into burgers for poor people. And the students get disgusted by this. At the same well, time, they, they they're, all eating, things. they're all eating hamburgers that these fellas gave them. Yeah. That's the which one was brilliant. Thing I'll get to. I'll get to that. But they're they're picking him up on his lang- problematic language before yes. that along the way. And one <laughs> person said, goes, "Excuse hamburgers. me, <laughs> have you ever been to a third world country?" Went I've seen them in pictures, <clears throat> and I just yeah. thought that was so funny. His calm, like yeah, like yeah, you guys are just like wrong about stuff. It was so funny and antagonistic the way he subtly did it. Um, the thing that got me. Is because um, I use brilliant language. Well, goes the thing is with trade liberalisation and what this can do for the world, and like, but there is facts. The the fact is, is these people are worse than us, and that's just a fact of life. So if we we need to use yeah. that the best. And focus groups have actually shown people like that. What they never did is what I thought they were going to do is imply that they were eating a reused burger. Yes, and I'm wondering if they did do that, but it just it didn't work out well. I would have showed it because that would have been something happening. Um, now, this leads us to a really interesting point because eating poo, we discussed in episode 64, the gringo, you know, the strange yeah, life, yeah. the dangerous life of John McAfee. Now, yeah, I did... Ma- match weird. Yeah. Now, I, I, I've since done some investigation into eating poo because I was fascinated by it, right? <laughs> I thought it struck a chord with you there. Right. Look, look. These people are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the thing. So I was defending this guy eating poo. And here's what I've since learned. 
If you do want to eat poo, what you have to do is you freeze it or you can boil it, but you kill the bacteria and then you can repack it up the place it came from once it's frozen because you've killed the bacteria. So I spoke to my mate about it and I was saying to him, it's not disgusting, is it? And he went, oh, God, no. He said the, the scat community is is huge with, you know, it's big. And they, they take offense to people saying it's disgusting. They also take offense to people saying it's not disgusting because some of the reasons they like doing it is because it's disgusting. But here's the beautiful quote he gave me. You don't yuck on somebody else's yum. The defense rests, Your Honor. So, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the jury didn't take long a deliberation for that one, let me tell you. And so the whole uh, so the whole student thing happens. Then eventually they land in Sydney Airport. I start getting flashbacks when I saw the Sydney Airport side to that time the customs guy stopped me because I was put on the plane because I was so drunk and they, they did all them horrible things to me. Um, and then they do the Australian conference and it just... I don't know, man. Listen to my note here that I wrote. I don't like these chaps. They are just wasting people's time. And again, that popped up because I wrote that earlier. They are wasting people's time. And I disagree on that. I, and I think what they did was a lot of effort and it all comes down to one moment. Yeah. Cause, but, uh, like I, no, well, I think they judged the Australian culture wrong. Because my experience of the Australian culture is they're incredibly liberal to a point. Um, obviously, they've got some weird stuff going on over there in terms of immigration, a bit like we have in our country. But they're really fair. So, for instance, you know, they're builders. If a builder comes around your house and he agrees to do something, they have to sign a contract, which means they are duty bound by law that they have to do that. You can't just have a rogue builder. It's not a thing that exists out there. They enter into a contract with the people. They have unions that are genuinely represented and they're really fair. So the people I know in Australia, they, um, they have a, uh, they just seem to have a, a more balanced society. Not dissimilar, I think, to New Zealand, who have a similar, uh, just a bet. It seems to me a better society, especially than America. Well, and the fact that these are... two Americans have gone over there to take the piss, and all the Ameri all the Australians that they do this to have come out afterwards and gone, because they said, oh, we're going to disband the World well, Trade Organization. Hang, All the Australians hang, hang, are like, yeah. Hang back a sec. Let's, let's just unpack that because I think... Let's not ever use the term unpack again. Yeah, yeah, because it's completely normal and doesn't <laughs> invoke any <laughs> disgusting imagery in our minds because it's completely normal. We've it has a community. It. How can it be weird? Um, <laughs> so maybe we should yak on a young... So let's, let's pull this thought out of Matt's arse, freeze it, and then stick it back up his arse. Um... Because that's what you do. So you have taken a few different aspects of Australian culture you've seen and yeah. slammed this with their intentions, which it is not. What they are sending up, what they are against is who they are, which is represent themselves as the World Trade Organization. So who they talk to is irrelevant. What they're surprised at is how people will accept this is the World Trade Organization. So their goal, their send up, the people who's you know they're getting at is the company that's not there because they're there in their place mistakenly booked. It's nothing like let's go to Australia because the way they do things is wrong or anything like that. 
No, it's they, they've went there and went, oh, we're the World Trade Organization. And by the way, uh, there is a thing where we're trying to legalize having toddlers work in sweatshops in regular countries as well, because why should it just be the poor people? It's unfair on the toddlers. And it's funny that people go, yeah, that sounds about right for the World Trade Organization. And then that gets mainstream press because it's an outlandish Tw- gesture. 25,000 press agencies picked that up. Yep, and then that is what they're sending up, whereas you're like, you've wasted these... Because companies are sending you on yeah. bullshit things all the time anyway. You've probably been to a yeah. few yourself conferences, Loads. and it's not like you ever it's come away with a whole heap. And even whatever you do, you're just reporting back to the guy above you, and he goes, very good, we can sign off that we've yes. seen that, or yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can comply with these regulations. So what they do on this one is they're going to disband the WTO, is what they've said, so... Well, I think disband is wrong. What they're going to do is refocus the WTO's efforts to focus more on humanity rather than trade. And the Australians they speak to about and they ask for comments. All the Australians are like, well, it's about bloody time, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Again, which 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 is a good response to have. And what they do. Yes. They even say it's more boring being sincere than satirical. You can see they're not as into it. Because they find it funny to have that big image of we're going to make you eat shit burgers or we're going to have a giant dick with a TV screen on it. And now they're like, okay, the WTO, uh, we're going to announce as a press release later, is going to disband because we found we've moved away from our core values, which are the principles we started this, and it has now become what we're doing now. We find that we think it's inherently wrong and we will break it down and we'll move a step towards a better path. And and they have talking heads that people come out going, yeah, I mean, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and we have to stop this. They're saying it's a terrific move. And just the fact that these business people are saying that, and then you get one guy who's the Matt Wills going, well, you know, I'm a bit cynical towards how this gets done and how it will affect our bottom line. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I, I want a new cafeteria at the weekend, so I don't know if you think I'm not going to step on a dying child to get it. Um but I again, I, I think it is a valid point. Is it particularly well done? The I think the actual stunts are, but the rest of it is why it seems like a low, lower rent documentary. This is why it yes. took a while to even know that this was a documentary. But I think it's a fascinating watch. I think it was very much. Um, you could see Michael Moore was probably had a. He's probably an exec producer, right? I didn't see that on the things, but. But the, the beautiful thing to come out of the Australian thing and the reason they've done the stunt, it's not, and to be fair to them, it is not to waste the time of the poor Australians who were there. It was to say what they said publicly, representing the World Trade Organization, so it could go out to the 25,000 press agencies and gain some traction. And maybe people at the World Trade Organization said, oh, is that a thing? Because they then got quoted, their stunt got quoted as a genuine fact in the Canadian Parliament. And the mm-hmm. guy was like, you know, what we're going to do about the bloody World Trade Organization? They're turning their hand to humanity. How's that good for trade? Yeah, oh, okay, mate. Yeah, I got you. So there is a, um, there's a few facts and figures, which again is much like you see spiracy, much like your game changes. They didn't put in a whole, they didn't bombard you with them, but through the end, they had some interesting ones. So yeah. The WTO who make the regulations, they're not elected officials, nor can you vote on what they do. No. It is across party lines. There's no debate within Congresses or parliaments about what no. the WTO do, so it's completely unregulated. Um, you have Brazil refusing to sign 
trade treaties and they're losing their mind about it because they don't want other people to um, do this. So it, it, the statistic is poor countries lose up to $2 billion a day to unfair trade regulations, which is far more than what they're ever giving within aid yeah. from other countries. Um, in Africa, patents, so like inventions and things patented, being filed, only 31 out of 26,000 were from African residents. Yeah. So there's no prosperity within the community. There is no building yeah. of their own. It is all you're at the mercy of these relentless corporations yeah. that are just rolling over everything. And um, But d- yeah. don't forget here, those corporations that are rolling over everything, we're all tied up to them. So everyone says, oh, it's bloody disgusting, right? But, you know, everyone's got a pension. That pension, all of that money I is invested. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyone who's not you who's got a pension, all of their pension is invested in the stock market, which these companies form part of. And your your pension will do better if these companies do better. And it, it's it's the skin in the game argument again. But people forget about their again, pensions. Again, since it's and, a Rubik's Cube that would never be fixed. It's not. It doesn't to say, compute in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it just will not compute with you, bud. That's not. I, I think it's a. It's a case of look. This is what they're doing. You need to know what they're doing because it's going through everyone. This is why I cannot watch the news because I get so broken by the by companies. Sorry, organizations like the World Trade Organization because they are so damaging to poor people and just to people in general as are, you know, large corporations in to some respects. In other respects, they pay tax, they employ a lot of people. Do they, though? Because that, that's do. another thing some of them find do. out. I mean, but you can't, you can't say they all don't, right? Not all companies avoid tax. A lot of companies, someone's bloody paying tax, aren't they? Some companies are paying tax. See, I don't know if they are. I, 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 imagine, I imagine if we look it up, right, okay, let's look this up just quickly. This is a... Podcast first, because uh, I've got into a habit. Whenever your dad says something stupid, I Google it immediately and tell him he's wrong. Right, one second. Uh, is the WTO a non-profit? Okay, that gave me a nonsensical answer, so I think I have my answer. One second. WTO salaries are generally exempt from income tax. Yeah, but companies pay tax. Like they they do. Then they, you roll you roll all companies into the same thing of oh they're all as bad as Vodafone or Amazon. They they're not. Some companies what I'm are saying genuinely is the guy who controls the companies that don't pay tax probably have a fucking little lever out the back themselves, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to read Private Eye, and if you want a lesson in misery, read Private Eye because their investigative journalists uncover stuff that will just blow you away. So, for instance, when I was reading Private Eye, they were going into the the terrible stuff that Vodafone did to not pay tax. And do you know what Vodafone did with the UK government? They haggled, and they got a deal. Instead of paying X, I think it was x million they paid like significantly less and then do you know what vodafone then done the minister that they argued that with and who agreed it 
when he he stopped being a minister, you'll never guess who he went to work for. Oh, Vodafone. By Vodafone. Yeah. yeah. It was disgraceful. And the Private Eye are uncovering stuff like that all the time. There's a reason well, why Ian Hislop is the most sued man in the United Kingdom. It's because he runs a a, a, a journalistic uh, endeavour that uncovers shit like that. Private Eye's readership is so low because people couldn't give two fucks. They don't yeah. care. It's disgraceful. And that's the biggest problem. And on the Yes Men's website, they're saying, look, you need to care. You need to do shit. You need to bring to the attention of people that it matters. Um, and so if you want to go... the way that you filter information? Because <laughs> what they actually say is, if you would like to learn more, go to our website. Whereas you see it as a call to arms. You're like, I don't know if I want this war. <laughs> Oh, I think I think we should all join that war. I really do. Um, and, yeah, and their website, just if you want it, is theyesmen.org. Now, here's the final thought on it from me, right? I I have, just by talking to you over the last year doing these podcasts, I, I didn't realise I lent so much to the right. I think the right really, really um, lends itself to OCD. Um, maybe yeah but here's the weird thing my dad was as working class as it gets yet i'm i'm genuinely all about now he ran his own business and i'm all about the freedom of the business right which in effect bring you know so you want less regulation etc but then the businesses behave terribly do you know who else's dad was a business keeper and she was seen as a as a tyrant on the right wing margaret thatcher so it would seem the working class produced children who wished to tread down the working class. Well, here's the thing. You didn't have a mind for someone to sling you into work and, and learn what it was like there, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like we're using poor people to climb up the ladder. It's disgraceful. I'm, I think I need to go and have a word with myself. I think that's what I need to do. No, nah, you don't. We'll watch a fun one next time. Um <laughs> <laughs> got no short-term memory all of you this will go it's just re- nonsense rhetoric again as a spectator i i have the opinion that you know we should be you know at least pretend to be socially conscious <laughs> but um it is yeah. something that is so Maybe. gargantuan to go up against yes. you know it's that yeah. the machine of it. it is it is like three men going against skynet is what it is but and information is a power and eventually Somewhere down the line, someone with the right intentions may get the opportunity to. That could yes. be the spark that does that. Yeah, and, and let's um, hope so, right? Because um, it ain't going to be me and you. The effort that went into the studs was fucking brilliant. And the studs themselves, them standing up there in boring conference rooms, it, there's no showbiz or bizarre to it whatsoever. No. Um, it's they, just it's an interesting endeavor. And I there is a link that's going to be on our Facebook and Instagram to watch this. And I hope that's not someone that stole it and put it on YouTube and we're costing these guys, but I wouldn't pay to watch it again. Um, <laughs> you didn't pay to watch it the first time around. What no, do you mean no, again? No, would I? I just mean ethically. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is worth checking out. What score are you giving this one, Matthew? I am going to give this a four because I like, I like the way it got me angry. And it got it, it. It got me thinking again, and it got me thinking. Damn, I've gone too right. Oh, uh, Matt's also had nine coffees today because he's left to his own devices. That could be a thing. I did. Yeah, I've moved to Essex temporarily to cat sit, and I've drunk. I think it wasn't. No, 
It was two jugs of coffee and the jugs were massive. I mean, they were huge. I am butting my tits off. In my past, I've done cocaine. Not as good as this. I don't, I couldn't have been getting the good cocaine because I am buzzing off this coffee. It's awesome. So yeah, it's a I healthy just want the four guy from me. You've been cat sitting for to be listening to goes, Oh fuck, he's found the blue mountain. He's found the blue mountain. <laughs> Greedy little bastard, I knew he would. I'm gonna need a downer, which if I'm not mistaken, that is free magnum ice creams. Just to level myself out with the sugar crush <laughs> to take the edge off the caffeine. Um, and what about your good self, my handsome friend? What are you going to uh, score Sim, this bad boy? I'm out? giving this one a four. I, uh, this has highlights. Wow. The boring bits melt away in your brain. We struggle to even remember what they did in between the, the interesting bits. But what these yeah. guys set out to do and what they... yeah, I, I, I'm giving it a four. So it's a verge between a 3.5 and a four, but I'm leaning more towards a four. I've got... Uh, Dale's reputation for picking documentaries remains intact. Very, yeah, well got so done, much Dale. patience for shit-looking documentaries, Dill. <laughs> but I think we have turned it. I think we've turned down like two of his other requests. One so, was um, a fifteen-minute video with a mate of his in it. Come on, <laughs> we, we've got to have some integrity here. At the... And if you want to be like Dale, everyone wants to be like Dale. You can easily do that by signing up to our Patreon. Uh, I believe it's it's tier level two to be like Dale and you get free picks a year, a shout out of love, some genuine thanks because that does help support the podcast and some other stuff that. <laughs> yeah, I, I Matt's got remember. an expensive yep. coffee bill when his maid gets back home. So that's <laughs> what Dale's money is went to this month. But um, yeah, also, uh, as mentioned in the last one, we are going to start reading out uh, listener reviews of documentaries because we had some funny ones. I'll do the first one next time around. Um, if you wish to send one of a documentary that we've seen, uh, if you go to the Facebook page or what's the, what's our Twitter handle that you've managed to somehow get? At Discuss Pod or at Discussing Documentaries on Instagram, Discussing Documentaries on Facebook. Send it across and uh, we'll read that out because we've got some very funny listeners as well. Um, In the show notes as well, every link that you ever need from the Patreon to the email address, it's all in the show notes, which should be on your little screen. And you should, if I've done it right, just click on it. Stop shilling just a second there, Matt. Um, <laughs> also, right. Everyone as, wants to be like Matt. <laughs> as I said last week, this week I will start saying what documentary we're going to do next. If you could, so that you have time me. to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know until the other day. It's been a, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Uh, what, what's anyway. the next documentary then? Uh, I'm not sure, but <laughs> given given what time we're recording this, there's probably some kids about to bark at my dog. So I'll go downstairs and uh, yeah, keep fair an eye enough for that. Uh, well, thanks as always for listening, uh, joining in. Uh, this has genuinely been a pleasure. Rick, thanks for making me laugh and putting up with my right-wing tendencies and my coffee buzz. Any final words? I didn't even words? think I was political before doing this with you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are. I think you're just talking me off the ledge. Right, say goodbye then, my friend. Thank you very much for listening. Brilliant. Ta-da. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,